Welcome to Get Your Rocks Off with Mick Wall, the world's leading rock and metal writer, and his interruption-prone companion, John Hodden. Each week, they'll unpack rock and roll stories, stories that you won't find in print. So pour yourself a Jack and Coke and get ready to get your rocks off. This episode is brought to you by The Getcha Store. For all of your Get Your Rocks Off merch, including t-shirts, face masks, and yep, Hotel Tropicana coffee mugs, head over to getchastore.com. Tonight, satisfaction. Tonight, see, that's it. Straight away, now we're off the cursed Twitter list that we mentioned last time of bands we have to cover. Now we're talking about a proper band. The real This deal. is This is why we do a podcast. Let's talk about some people who were fun and funny and... And talented. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't bring in outside writers. No, just did their own. Yeah. Talks cheap, mama's fallen angel. Yeah. There's a chorus for you. I, I have no idea what that is, but I agree. <laughs> I, I, I'm feeling the heat. Yeah. I tell you my favourite. Desmond Child hasn't brushed up against poison. Yeah, De- yeah. Desmond Child may have written You Give Love a Bad Name. Well, he did, yeah. But but did he ever write... I, and, and then, you know, you get these, these fake metal bands like yeah. Guns and Roses. Yeah. Yeah, okay. They wrote a couple of songs... Sweet child of mine. I mean, yeah. you know. Well, we all remember it, but you know, it's well, not the only song ever, is it? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Just think of the life Slash might have led. Had he Been come up the... with this? How the next bit go? Oh, I don't know. No, hang on. No, 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 no. Anyway, we can't. We can't do. We can't. We can't talk dirty to me. Yeah, yes, that's it. Yeah, essentially, it goes talk dirty to me. Very briefly, very briefly, at one of those sliding doors moments. Slash auditioned for Poison. Okay. Poison being the band we're talking about. I was going to say, I'm glad you said that because we hadn't. Poison. It worked. Actually. Okay. Who listening to this podcast does not know the songs of Poison that we've been singing? Yeah. And if you don't Talks know. Talks cheap, the... mom's fallen angel. Yeah. What the fuck is it's that? I don't fallen know. Fuck... Angel. Fallen angel. That's a great. It's a, That's one of their it's a latter. Pop, pop metal classic. It's not. It's on the fucking first album. No, it isn't. That's rubbish. No, no. You're thinking of. Um, I don't know what you're thinking of, but is it on the first album? Oh, the second one. Whatever. I always get confused. Ah, nah, nah. No, I always get confused because they did, look what the cat dragged in. Yeah. The, on their own label, didn't they? And then it got signed They up. recorded it in, what, 12 days? Yeah, something like that. $23,000. One of those. Things, yeah. one of those. And um, they did the greatest cover in history yeah. with the four pictures of them. And if you see, I sent, didn't I send you the one of the, the person, the, old the updated one? I still have the an original vinyl which they all signed. Oh, oh! But I remember being that'll given be, it. That'll be worth fifty bucks. <laughs> I remember being given it 
and thinking, the fuck? Oh, yeah. the fuck? <laughs> how, how it stayed with... All right, Charlie. I warned you I almost to do, choked then. Don't do the blow I suddenly thought the that podcast. People who used to give you sign stuff. Uh, the greatest one ever of those was uh, talking about people who came into Kerrang. Oh, yeah. Always to review the singles. <coughs> Excuse me. You're all right then, John. I'm all right. No, you're not doing well, are you? One day... You've aged badly. Came, one day, the guy who came in was Craig McLachlan, who'd been in Neighbours. Ah! The oh, the... The uh, Craig the McLachlan. Craig. He he put out a single. This rings and a it, bell. And it was sort of briefly a hit. I was it, was, was it metal? No, it or wasn't. Middle? It wasn't was it metal. Middle? It wasn't metal. We were doing it ironically. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't think it was ironic. No. He came in like Nelson. He came in with his guitar. But when he opened his and he did play his single, and we weren't uh, anyway. But he. he did you when, have to call security? Well, the other thing was when he opened his guitar case. By, as if by magic, inside were a load of eight by twelves of him. Sign. Which no, he then proceeded ah. to sign one for all of us. What? To John. No, but that was the funny thing. So he's going around just signing them, saying, "Oh, thank you. he does one for Jeff Barton." You know, <laughs> <laughs> imagine when that one ends up. Oh know? yeah, straight my, into the filing gives, basket. It gives, at his it gives feet. me mine. It gives me mine. It says to Ron Craig McLachlan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. Uh, I've got a great signing story for you. This is a great signing story. So, 80s, me and Ross, um, again, we're off on our travels. Ross Halfin. Yeah. And we're we're always doing... I'm just clarifying for the listeners there. You say me and Ross. I know you mean Ross No, I deliberately didn't mention his last name, but you kind of let the cat... (laughs) Look what the cat let out. There you go, yeah. Look what the cat let out. (laughs) No, bless him. So, we're... (laughs) So, um, we're off to see Metallica. We're off to see Metallica. And, uh, and we're on the plane, and, and uh, Ross has got all these books, including uh, that book on the Cray Twins. Oh, yeah, John Pearson, Profession of Violence. The Profession of Violence. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, was, he goes to me, La, he goes, Lars said to me, do you think you could get it signed? <laughs> what, by the Cray <laughs> They were both still alive at this point, and we were both laughing. You, yeah. And I said, I said, give it here, give it yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a pen. <laughs> And I wrote, two Lars, yeah. kill them all. <laughs> Reggie Cray. Was, that, was he the heavy yeah. one, Reggie, or was it Ron? Yeah, Reggie was the mad one. Yeah, I said, yeah. two Lars, kill them all, yeah. Reggie Cray. <laughs> and we were both pissing ourselves, thinking, we'll give it to him and then we'll tell him. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, we gave him the book and he, he had a meltdown. He was so thrilled. Oh, he no, could and then not you believe tell him. that Reggie Cray had written yeah. kill them all, yeah. two Lars. You know? yeah. I mean, he was like, I, I, I want to thank you. Yeah. I want to thank you. <laughs> you guys, I want to thank you. No, you don't uh, understand what this means yeah. to me. I want to thank And we're going, oh, oh shit. Turn quick, turn yeah. quick, quick. Too late. Yeah, the moment's gone. So yeah. to this day, he has, uh, he has it framed on the wall. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I'd like to imagine. <laughs> no, what happened was, you know, when he sold his art collection. Could you possibly turn your? No, I can't turn oh, it off because because I'm referring to it. Oh, you're with, referring with research, to research, research. You mean it's not all just you know? You, locked you, in. you said to me, what was the name of that guy from uh, Poison? The guitarist, the first guitarist, <laughs> oh, the original Matt, someone. That's what you Matt said, Matt Smith. <laughs> yeah. And this is before he got the role in <clears throat> Doctor Who, and then later he, the Crown. Exactly. Yeah. So he had a good career. Yeah, he did. Oh, he's a very good. Anyway, look, 
Fuck all that. Poison. Yeah, poison. So, seriously, uh, the first time I met them was when I used... I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned. I used to, in the, in the mid to late 80s... If, if the next words I had a, <laughs> had a show on MTV... It wasn't MTV, it was Sky. Oh, Sky, that's it. I saw the clip, someone posted a clip the other day. What was the band you were on with? Mammoth. Mammoth, that's it. And Kim McCauley yeah, from Kim Girls' that's School. Right. Mammoth, that's right. It made me, it did make me laugh because you were there with your little mullet that you <laughs> no, used to have. No, not a mullet, no. What was it? Long hair. Yeah. 80s style. <laughs> yeah. And you, and you were wearing a Kerrang t-shirt, double thumbs up. But uh, and, and, Mammoth and, a leather jacket. and they were doing that thing where Mammoth were a band where the internal gag was they were all a bit overweight. Hence Mammoth. Hence Mammoth. But I mean, that, you know, it's not like, you know. Can I just interject? Go on. They weren't a bit overweight. Well, okay. <laughs> Fucking but, fat. But, is what they and uh, what made me think of it was I had to interview them at the time as well. And they did exactly what they did when you were interviewing was sitting there eating cake. <laughs> Because they had to ram home the fact they were mammoth and they were fat <laughs> and they were always really hungry. Were so they through the whole the interview, I don't remember them eating. They were eating cake and then really? prancing about in the rings. His crusher in that ridiculous TV jacket he used to wear that With had the raccoons, foxes, a raccoon tail, raccoon tails. On it. <laughs> you can always tell when he thought he was going to be on TV because he wore that jacket. <laughs> I had oh. him on two or three times. Yeah, there was one time I had him on. Uh, it was the first. A uh, uh, UK or European TV appearance by Faith No More. Oh, oh, and he was he was Jim because wasn't he? because Big Sick Jim Martin was so hungover because we used to we used to record the show at ten in the morning. Yeah, he couldn't make it, and I went oh because he was the one I was looking forward to yeah, talking yeah. to because we knew again they had come to the Kerrang office. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. And um, I was like oh no, and then I thought. Crusher, because Crusher and Big Jim were like they, separated at birth. Yeah, they, they really did look quite identical. Yeah. Um, so I called mm. him up, and he came down, and all he did was sit there, and every now you go, "You all right, Jim?" And he'd go, "Sick." Yeah. And we would all crack up laughing because, but they weren't that famous. Yeah, yet. no, no, that's what I was going to say. No one would know. <laughs> so no one. Yeah, knew. yeah. People, under, it was like, why are mm. they? Why did why? this guy just say sick? And, <laughs> and why do they laugh? Yeah, we never told. Never, no, never. No. Telling them now, yeah. now that it's 10, 33 years yeah, later. Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. So, uh, Poison. Um, I used to show the age. And mm. they, they came on. And that, I think, was when I was given the... They were In those days, they were managed by Rod Smallwood, who was Iron Maiden's manager. Yes. And, and also Anne Boleyn's manager. And also Wasp. And Wasp's manager, correct. And and lots of others, but they were uh, Halloween. They Halloween, were. yeah. They, um, that was mad. Xavier loved Halloween, didn't he? I, I liked Halloween on that first album, the Keys. Keys to the Seven Kingdoms or something. Part one. Yeah. Uh, and then there was part two. Yeah, but in the middle there was some, something called like Pink Bubbles Go Ape or something. What? And it just... It blew it. It completely. That's why. That's bubbles. Yeah. No. That's no. Honestly, I swear up. to you. Get your phone out now while I'm talking, because I will say this. Rod signed them up because they were part of that first wave of thrash, where you had Anthrax, Metallica, you know, Slayer, but all of those Euro. guys. They were Euro. They were Euro. They were German, right? And uh, they had made Keeper of the Seven Keys Part One, mm. as you say, and then they made some weird album. Come on, Google. I no, can't. no, yeah, I don't. I, I don't even know what Google is because um, I have it all here in the Titanic just, metal brain. You see, 
Um, while you're doing that, I will mention very briefly that if you would like a Get Your Rocks Off t-shirt or indeed bikini bottoms. Yeah. I have no idea why. How how do we end up with bikini? I don't know why they're so popular, the bikini bottoms. I I don't know. No. I I mean, I stopped wearing them years ago. Yeah. You know, Um, which reminds me, I mean, I, I, uh, you know, I came home last night, you know, in a good mood and first thing I did was take my wife's knickers off. (laughs) Because they were really pinching me. Oh, God, that was joke last heard on the Dick Emery show in about 1974. That's what you call classic gold. Got, yeah, gold. Yeah. But I think relevant to poison. If you go to www.getyourrocksoff.com, what's it called? <laughs> Get Your Store. That's it. It's called getyourstore.com. Mm. All the merch is there. Lovely merch. Mug. Guarantee you every single item is black. <laughs> That's all I can guarantee you. You can get a hoodie. I know you can yeah, get you a can hoodie. Get a hoodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get a fucking hoodie. You can, yeah. Why don't we have any of this stuff? I don't know. HQ, don't know, send us I, the stuff. Yes, get it in the mail. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but this is relevant to Poison because Poison were the band that the expression chicks with dicks was coined was for. Was coined yeah. for because they were all prettier than your girlfriend. Yeah. And you might have the prettiest girlfriend yeah, in the world. But they were still not but as pretty as not Brett as pretty Michaels. As Brett Michaels. He was amazingly pretty. He was. He really was. Yeah. I mean, you know, my little heart used to go pitter patter. And he was he was the the first of the rock contingent to squire Pamela Anderson, wasn't he? Before he schooled her, I believe, is the expression. I, I would say he you know he squired her around town. <gasps> Didn't they do a sex tape? Wasn't that the original I think they sex did. tape? Standard now, but back in the day, very original. Everybody has a sex tape now. Now, but, but you can't get then. away with it. You've got a phone, haven't you? You can make a sex tape. But back then, you needed all the gear. Yeah. Only, only, rock no, star, only rock stars could afford a video camera. Absolutely. And you yeah. couldn't find it online because there was no online. There was no online. You had to dial a 1 800 number. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, it was like, well, is that it? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Brett so Michaels, Rob apparently Lowe. they made a they made a sex tape. Yeah, who oh knew? no, definitely. Who Would knew? you like to see it? <laughs> You'd have to buy one. And if you go to the Getcha store, you'll find, you'll the... find the. If you go into the sex tape section <laughs> under under Rock Stars B, you'll find it. Yeah, it's interesting though, isn't it, that Brett had the sex tape with was it Pamela Anderson? Pamela Anderson. And then didn't... Did, did, I just didn't said Tommy, it on a, literally five I seconds ago. No yeah, one okay, listens go to when you speak. Yeah. They, they go to the toilet <laughs> and make tea. Um, but didn't Pamela Anderson also <laughs> do a sex tape with Tommy Lee? He did. She did. She did. Well, it was one of those things where I think... I, I and I think Pamela. she said... She clearly liked I've, the sex tape. I've read her say where, you know, they, they got... You know, I'm making the inverted commas gesture, leaked... But quite often that was a a, a decision between the parties involved that that was, you would say it was leaked. So you get the publicity. And then you would sell the tape and you would make money for the sales of the tape. See, I I did a sex tape. (laughs) Yeah, they're still Uh, waiting for that to leak. (laughs) The only thing that leaked was the people involved. No, I did a sex tape. And it was revolting. I did a sex tape, but the feedback Is this going to be another Dick Emery (laughs) joke? No, no. The feedback I got, though, wasn't good. It was thanks, but no thanks. Well, it was, we can't sell a video that doesn't last longer than 60 seconds. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. 
I'm like, no, come yeah. on. No one goes longer than 60 seconds. Come on, man. Only... Next you'll be saying women have orgasms. Yeah. Come on. Come off Do it, I... mate. Yeah. Come off it, pal. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> the Mick Wall sex tape era oh, didn't yeah. last. No, it wasn't. It, it didn't take off. But um, Poison. So they come in the studio with their signed record and it's Brett and Cece. C.C. DeVille, named after the Cadillac Coupe DeVille. Fans of the very first episode of Get It Your Rocks Off might remember that. No, we never, we never tell the same story twice. more than twice. No, no. Never less than ten times. <laughs> um, uh, real name, Bruce. C.C.? Real name, Bruce. Okay. I forget the next part, but Bruce. And Brett Michaels... Uh, wasn't Brett either, was he? he? Oh, no, wait, no, he was Bruce, was he? Oh, Jesus, this is just... I mean, <laughs> it's pathetic in a way. It really is. It's like half-remembered things. But they were kind of like the living embodiment, of, of like a young, new-generation living embodiment of Spinal Tap. Yeah. yeah. How, how, how mid-'80s can you get Brett Michaels? Brett Michaels is his real name. His real surname is Sychak, uh, S-Y-C-H-A-K. Brett isn't his real name. Brett's his real name. No. What's it short for? Motherfucker. Yeah, you're right. CC was born Bruce Anthony Johansson. You see, you should have stuck with that. Stuck with that. He could have been B.A. They're good. They're good. Um, Yeah, they know they were. And I think what you... The reason I think you kind of saying that is they make a very famous appearance in Penelope Spheris' film, The Decline and Fall of Western Civilization. Part two, the metal years, one of the great <laughs> documents of the time. And the reason it's fantastic is that I th- when she made the film, she sort of went up and down Sunset Strip at that time in the rock clubs and just pulled out all the kids who were in bands and were trying to make it and interviewed them. And then obviously, you know, in the gap in, in making films, especially in that time when nothing was digital, there was a gap between filming it and release. So in between filming and release of the, the Decline and Fall, a couple of the bands made it, yeah. you know, a couple of them, and Poison were one of them. So when she filmed it, they were still this nascent sunset strip full of, you know, the joys of life and hoping that they might... By the time it came out, they're like number one in America, you know. So she's got this big sort of hit on that. The other band that was in there that that, that had happened to was Faster Pussycat. Right. To right, a slightly right. lesser degree, but... They, the, the time she filmed it, they had the club, you know, the cat house and all of that stuff. So. But do you know what made Poison different? Uh, t- two things, really. But the the main thing that hit me immediately, um, and, you know, these are the days when we were interviewing bands every Left, right and day. Yeah. Well, it was almost as if it was a job. <laughs> but, like, you mentioned Faster Pussycat. I remember yeah. meeting Tie Me Down. Yeah. And... Um, or Tie Me Down Sport, as he's always been known <laughs> in, in Australia. In Australia, <laughs> yeah. Uh, with his extra yeah, leg. Yeah. Um, they were great fun. Yeah, I met Guns N' Roses at the same stage. They were great fun. Yeah. Poison were that ten times. They were they were they were like the fucking Marx brothers bursting through the door. Yeah. They were just they were just on a natural high. high sure yeah. on many but, unnatural highs. Yeah, yeah. But ten in the morning, they were just, hey man, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And it, but it was yeah. real. You could say, yeah. And I, yeah, I think they were genuinely delighted by completely the fact delighted that, that, that this record they made for twenty three grand or whatever it was was number, dollars, which in yeah. those days was about eight thousand yeah. pounds. Was yeah. n- was number one in America. Yeah. yeah. 
your name? Cause baby, <laughs> talk dirty to me. Ain't nothing but a good well, well, time. the next one. You're moving the, the narrative one. on. That's the next one. No, there yeah. was another big one on... Um, uh, Talks cheap, mum's fallen angel. <laughs> That's yeah. the one. No, 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 no. I won't forget you, babe. I won't forget you. Oh, that one? Oh, uh, no. I oh, forgot. fuck off. That was one of the... that one. What are you doing on the phone? I'm looking up the... Stop doing TikTok. What album fucking... He's doing fucking TikTok. I'm not doing TikTok. I'm looking for the... Well... First album, look what the cat dragged in. Oh, Cry Tough, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cry Tough, yeah. 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 But my favourite was... I want action tonight. tonight. Satisfaction tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they were great at, those kind of brainless choruses. So fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Just in the the very best way, completely empty. But like a sugar rush. Yeah, yes, yes. There were no pretensions to be... They're not trying to write Stairway to Heaven. No, no, no. And in fact, if you look at the video for Talk Dirty to Me... Uh, I watched it again the other day in connection with another thing I'm working on. Yeah. And I tell you what, John, 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 I'm over here. Stop looking at the fucking phone! <laughs> the other thing I noticed was, um, like, Cece, when it comes to the guitar solo, he kind of he kind of plays like the... He's kind of going, ding it, ding it, ding it. He's like, ding it, and he throws the guitar away, and another one, a different colour, comes oh, in his hand. Yeah. He, he, they're not pretending... To be real. Yeah, yeah. They're sending everything up. Yeah. It's quite choreographed. And in fact, there's a video I found on YouTube of them from two years before when they still had the original guitarist, Matt Smith, when hardly anybody's got blonde hair, just a few streaks, and they're doing their classic rock like a rocker. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost like that hideous Billy Squire video that ruined his career because Brett is just, he's got these sort of moves. He's waving his arms. And at one point, he does that kick. That yeah, David, yeah. But you can see he's kind of building up to it. Yeah, now yeah. I do the kick, now I do the kick. Got to do the kick. Done the kick. Yeah. But as he does the kick, the other guitarists stand in front of him, and it, it's so amateur. Yeah. Rock, like a rocker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's rubbish. But they had, they were, they, it was all there, the, the choreography, the idea that they would have this, we're going to do this, and you do that. Um, they hadn't taken it to that comic height they yeah. achieved two years yeah. later. Yeah. But it was all there from the beginning. Yeah. It was it was sort of cartoonish in the best possible way. They kind of took the cartoonish yeah. and ran with it. Yeah. I mean, I can yeah. remember Slash and Duff. I remember Axel saying to me, Slash and Duff are the cartoon figures in the band. But that... Which was true, but that the Guns N' Roses had the darker thing. You know, you, you yeah, watch Slash. Yeah. Slash didn't pretend. Slash pretended to play guitar in the videos. He wanted it to be real. C.C. Deville clearly it was like the monkeys yeah. of metal. They just didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. C.C.'s not trying to make out he's kind of no. Eddie Van Halen or something. Yeah, but he was the musical genius yeah. of the group. Um, uh, and as you alluded to earlier, before CC came in, they were the original guitarist Matt leaves because he gets his girlfriend pregnant, um, and he does the right thing and and uh, stays with her, and uh, so they start auditioning LA eighty five, and one of the guys who turns up is someone called Slash. Slash. 
And according to their interviews, so you don't know if it's true, yeah. but Brett and Ricky really liked Slash. Yeah. But Bobby Dahl didn't think Slash fitted. Yeah. And Bob, we all know Bobby had the last say. Well, he was sort of the leader. Yeah. Because they were all blonde and he was black. He was, yeah. Oh, in that Rock Like a Rocker, I swear to God, Bobby Dahl's got like a Kiss star on his yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah. Um, or someone had punched him, I don't know. But um, could be. Um so they're like, oh yeah, this guy's Slash, and they he's were like, he knew, he knew all our songs. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah. And then this guy um, CC Deville walks in. What more eighties yeah, name? Yeah, it's like you know Michael St Michael's, Ian St John. You know, I was a footballer. Was was. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he was pre eighty, innovative. Yeah, clearly, yeah, yeah. In the name field, but it's CC's like he's small, isn't he? His hair small. is bigger his than Cece. His hair is just mad. I mean, his mad. hair is yeah. bigger than Cece. Yeah, yeah. And he comes in and they're like, okay, so you've learned. He went, no, no, man. I didn't learn the songs. Here, use this. It's better. And he just plays them the talk dirty to me. He wrote the yeah, whole thing. And yeah. I just went, fuck yeah, it, this okay. guy. Yeah, this this guy, is the yeah, guy. Yeah. And, um, and then cut to 88. I was in the rainbow with Slash and at the next table was Cece mm-hmm. and the two of them nearly had a fight right. because Slash accused Cece of ripping off the idea of the top hat. Oh, yes. It's I a mean, serious you've touched, on the, you've touched on this before, yes, yeah. What is this before? Because you've spoken about the top... We had a top no, hat convo. No, no, we no. definitely did. No, gonna, what, I'm going to have to start... I'm what's have your start, name, Ian? What's his I'm name? I'm going to have to start policing this more, oh, more thoroughly. It, less interrupting, more policing. Yes, or maybe, more, maybe, maybe. More of everything. Knows, more of everything. So let, let's get forward. Let's, <laughs> let's get forward. So what happens... Quite often with those bands, you know, they will become one-hit wonders... A scene will spring up around them, but they will fall by the wayside. Not poised. They go out and make a knock-it-out-the-park second record. They take it to very, the next level. Let's say that. Very, very rare. We've spoken quite often about second album syndrome. Poison have the complete diametric opposite of second album syndrome. They make an absolute killer. Nothing but a good time, and they, and they do the clap. They come up with a great ballad, you know. Every rose has its thorn, and just as John was trying, John Bon Jovi, who we mentioned in the previous podcast, John Bon Jovi was trying to uh, do the cowboy thing, yeah, with Wanted. But I, I advanced the theory that was something of a pastiche. Uh, Brett, for some reason, absolutely nails it. He's kind of got a sort of leather cowboy hat. Of course. But he's still a rock star. He's oh, like yeah. a kind of rock star cowboy. Do, Again, the joke is brilliant. You know. Do you and, remember the video? Yeah, I do remember the video. It starts, it's kind of late and now you hear yeah. thunderstorm. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's soulful. It's, yeah, it's late exactly. I'm, yeah, I'm reflecting. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting here dressed In my like, leather cowboy Yeah, hat. dressed like yeah. someone from Boys Town mm. in a... Leather cap yeah, and yeah. a ton of fucking makeup yeah, yeah, yeah. with my green lipstick. Had, yeah, you know, cowboys had that. Yeah, absolutely. Here yeah. I am in my get your rocks off yeah. bikini bottom yeah. and my chaps. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I think he did wear. He probably yeah. did. Yeah, I can picture his bottom oh, now, but yeah. that could be the sex tape. I'm not sure. Uh, I'll have to check. You have to double check. <laughs> but 
I always thought that was a cheesy, horrible ballad until I saw the video. Right. And then I was sold. Yeah. I thought, I can't believe I But also, it's not a, it's not, it's great, but it's not a kind of lighters in the air ballad in the way of... Um, oh, I don't know. Well, no, it is, it is, but it's not the, I suppose it's not the kind of formulaic uh, Diane Warren stroke Michael Bolton where you get the big... Uh, sort of chord, you know, second chorus, you get the massive chord sequence and all that. It's slightly more understated than that. There is a great um, guitar solo on it, though. There is, yeah, no, it's a great song. Uh, yeah, it's a great song. It's a great song, but it, it's sort of, you can tell it's not written by one of those, you know, ballad, balladeer crafts people no. like Desmond Child no. or someone who, you know, now, okay, you do this with the intro, this is the first chorus, this is the second chorus, this is the bridge, guitar solo. Massive outro chorus. Yeah. It doesn't sort of follow that pattern. And there, and there aren't those session musicians coming into. No, it up, no. There's know. no. There's not all of a sudden a massive no. keyboard on it. Or no, something, no. Know, or orchestration. Yeah, yeah. Arranged yeah. by Mozart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just. It's not that. It's just a kind of quite good, but still quite funny. Their, their so, producer you know, Rick Browdy. Yeah, oh, Rick he Browdy, was a he was a right. character. Yeah, he was yeah. a character. So I got to know him a little bit in LA, and uh, wasn't he up? Sorry to interrupt. I know that, but this is no, about, yeah, but please don't. Browdy, please was, do interrupt. Was he then not up for Guns and Roses at one point? You know when they were going through producers to do Probably. Use Your Illusion. I uh, think Browdy was one the of rounds. them who was up for it. Yeah, because he'd because he'd done poison because he'd done uh, open up and say ah. Uh, yeah. Cher- was it Cherokee? No, it was another studio. Anyway, yeah. I, I, went, I went to see him. I, I have no idea why, but we were hanging out. Very yeah. funny guy. Weirdly, he was the perfect poison producer because they were like fireworks going off in the room. Yeah. You just you didn't have to do anything. You just sat there and enjoyed the show. They were they were really sweet and funny and hilarious and oh, it's yeah, great yeah, to yeah, meet yeah, you yeah. and oh, yeah. whoa, whoa. Rick was like that in a slightly darker way, but incredibly ebullient and suddenly your new best friend. Here's my number. What's your number? And uh, it was great. I loved him. And then about two nights later, I'm sitting there working on a story on a typewriter. And my um, there's a dog at the door. Sorry, hang on. It's my bad back. No, it's not Coco the Metal Pug. It's Willow Jack Sausage. Willow is a Jack Sausage. Half sausage dog, half Jack Daniels. Um, there she is now. Yeah. Uh, she's vicious, but we call her the commander. Don't yeah. fuck with Willow. Okay. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. So a couple of nights later, I'm tapping away on my typewriter. Like ten o'clock at night, the phone goes, and uh, it's this voice going, "Hi, is that McWall?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> Hi, this is, and it was some made-up name like a uh, Joe Schnauzer, uh, calling from the Rolling Stones. Uh, uh, we heard you're the guy. We're looking for a really big thing for Rolling Stone. And, uh, uh, but we've told him we will only use our own writer and you've come highly recommended. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that's me. Oh, that's clearly me, yeah. yes. I can see why that would be the case. So what well, we would like to fly you to New York to, to meet with Keith and Mick. And I'm going, okay, no, it's amazing. <laughs> you know, this is amazing. I'm, I'm like, this is, so weird. This is almost too amazing. I, I assume you, you, you like the stones. I'm, I'm like fucking the love, stones. Like the stones? Yeah. Man, you know, it goes on and on. Then suddenly I can hear this. They can't keep it together. I hear this snickering and laughter. And it's Rick. 
It's CC <laughs> and a few others who'd obviously been up late at night up doing things. a long thing. time. And they were just going, ha, ha, we got you, man. We Cunts. And I just yeah. put the phone down like that. <laughs> like that. Like that, John. Like that. Oh, Willie, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. She'll piss if I touch her. <laughs> she does. She's known me 11 years and she still uh, fucking goes, who is yeah. that guy? You have that effect on a lot of women. If he goes to stroke me, I'm going to piss. Yeah, yeah. 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 This but was known really throughout the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard of me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> me, it was you too. Not you too. I met that Mick Wall. He's uh, a lovely guy. Yeah. Not, not, not unless he touches yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're a dog. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Anyway, anyway, they're all like, ha, ha. We got oh, Mick man. Wall I was good. so fucking this is embarrassed why they This is why furious. they locked you in a fucking cupboard, because you didn't take the joke very well. The cupboard? I'd forgotten about that. The cupboard. Well, this is this was. Let, let me set the scene. Poison become... Did we tell this story? No. Are you sure? This is one of the ones that the kids will be waiting for. You're famous for two, for two things. Don't, don't fool yourself. <laughs> you're famous for you're the famous for getting tape. the ring. Oh, okay, yeah. And you're famous for being locked in a cupboard by poison. See, when I die on my gravestone in your obituary in the Times, it'll go well known as the guy in Get in the Ring. Yeah, and <laughs> not only did he fuck off Axel Rose. He fucked off Brett Michaels too. <laughs> uh, so the first. So album... anyway, Poison and Ma- Poison are now massive, right? Guns and Roses are big, and all that. Yeah, Poison have their period with, with the first two records where they are big, 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 all over the world. So that's the sort of scene setter. This is the well, poison you're now walking into. Okay, they were in that overlap period where in America. Um, Don't you know, contradict me. They were big. <laughs> no, they were big. But yeah. listen, they were opening for David Lee Roth on his skyscraper tour, and they were. When I say overlap, what I mean is there comes a moment, whether it's Metallica or yeah, yeah, Motley, yeah. where you're actually bigger than the headline. That's right, because all these things are booked months in advance. Months in advance, yeah. and, and and as the manager of Poison say. This is what you want to happen. Yeah. On the Billy Squire tour that I was on in 84, Rat were opening. Yeah. And Rat were blowing Billy off yeah. every night. Yeah. And um, it was similar with David Lee Roth. Skyscraper had not been the hit they hoped. And although Roth was still headlining arenas, they had to have the hottest band in America opening to sell tickets. Yeah. So we're at this Enormo Dome in New Jersey. I forget what it was called. And um, was it the Meadowlands? Yeah, Meadowlands. Yeah, yeah thank Just you. Just ask me. Yeah, yeah, you know, King of Rock. Yeah, I've been, I've been all these places. <laughs> and um, uh, it's a, because they're the support band as well. This is what put doubt in my mind. As a support band, you only get given certain passes and yeah. access to certain. And Roth was the control fucking freak. So it was like you cannot walk down this corridor. But you can well, go unless, unless you're staying up for three days, ca- taking cocaine with me. With him, obviously. in which case you can. Yeah, you yeah. can do anything as long yeah. as you yeah. hold my hand and yeah. we do a sack of cocaine for twelve hours. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> you're that on your pass as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, you don't need it. You just have a coke spoon. Yeah, right, you, know? yeah. you carry a Dave, sack over Dave your shoulder. Knows. Yeah, that, that, that's the sign to Dave. Yeah, that's Dave's guy. Yeah, he's off to see yeah. Dave. 
So um, me and a certain photographer, uh, we're, we're placed in a room. It's not a cupboard. It's a room. But it's a big, empty room. Like your voice. Echoes. Gary Moore. It's Gary Moore stuff. <laughs> <laughs> empty rooms where we learn to live without chairs. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, and we're in there. We're not allowed to go anywhere. We're just sat there. We're looking at each other going, oh, okay, this is shit. But something will happen at some point. You're looking at your past going, I'm sure it's got, <laughs> it says cocaine and access here. <laughs> I remember we actually went out of the door at one point we thought, where are you going? Get in the room. It was like one of Roth's fucking army. It was like, oh shit, oh shit. You know. Okay, I'll get back in. Yeah, because what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then the next thing, there's this commotion, and there's an adjoining door to another identical room. Turns out to be Poison's dressing room, and it is groaning with food and drink, and and you hear them coming in. And go, whoa, yeah, because this is what they're like. Yeah, yeah baby, yeah, can't go. Yeah. Hey man, I was throwing things and having fun. They're having nothing but a good time. They're having nothing but a good time. We're having yeah. nothing like you're having a good nothing time. but a bad time. We're having time. nothing but a sad time. Yeah. And, and um, Ross will be taking that with a you know particularly well. Humoured. Lighthearted ambiance. Yes. Literally, Ricky Rocket. It kind of like, what's in here? You know, opens the door. What's in here? And he comes in and there's, there's me and Ross just sat there with the faces. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he just fucks yeah. off again, closes the door. I'm thinking, well, that's nice. What would have been brilliant? What would have been brilliant if he'd gone, you come to interview the Stones? Just <laughs> back to that joke, like, bang, that would have been good. Uh, yeah. I'd have found that funny. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'd have found that funny. So um, we're thinking, okay, well, at least... One of them has seen us that we're here. They know here. we're here. So they something know. will He's now, now happen. He's now seen our friend, Mick Wall, <laughs> who our supported very, us. Very important friend. Very, has very flown important flown all the way from England. To come here. To, with, yeah. Specifically to, to put to, us on the cover of Kerrang! magazine. To help further our career Absolutely. even more. Absolutely. What, what shall I do next? So obviously Ricky's gone in the dressing room. Hey, those great guys from Kerrang! are here. Yeah. Let's... Wow, let's, uh, you know... So Invite think, them in. We've got a lot of food yeah, and drink. Yeah, they could yeah, yeah. maybe have... We'll, we'll walk to the stage with them. Yeah. yeah I'll yeah. hand them a towel for yeah. the encore, you know. Yeah. So um, we're thinking, well, something will now happen at, at last. Because we've, we've been in this room now for about an hour. Yeah. Nothing... No mobile phones in those days. No. <laughs> no one... You can't check or no, no. internet. Yeah. You're just sat there going, will someone come and do something? Yeah. And um, so we're waiting, thinking, you know, it's been 15 minutes. Surely something's going... A bloke comes in. A bloke has come in, yeah. you know. Hooray. He goes straight to the door. He locks it. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> locks the door. So, yeah, something happened. They obviously yeah. went to the security gate. Look, those fucking guys, you better lock that door, otherwise <laughs> yeah. they're going to come in here. So we're looking at each other uh, going, can you believe this? Yeah. You think, well, something's got to happen sooner now, or later. Yeah. Two hours we're in there. And, f- and you can hear the place. You hear the foot. show. You hear the poison. Show. Well, Nothing. No, in the background. No, no. What we hear is we hear we hear the tour because it's just it's the adjoining fucking room. You only have to listen, you know. Yeah. And the tour manager going, right, you guys ready? And they're like, yeah, kick out. <laughs> Hello, Cleveland. You know. <laughs> and we hear them leave to go and do the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're going, the fuck. Yeah. And suddenly it's all and it's been really noisy because they're having nothing but a good time. Yeah. And me and Ross, as you can imagine, we're muttering at yeah, this point about yeah. what we're going to do. But I'm still thinking, well, at least, you know, 
when they go on stage, at that point, surely, surely we'll be like, let out of the yeah, room. Just, yeah. Nothing. All we can hear on in the distance. And we're going screaming girls. Yeah. And we're thinking, this is actually now weird. This is actually happening to me. This is happening to me. Mick Wall. Mick Wall. Yeah. You know, rock with a capital R. Yeah. There are going to be repercussions. There will we're, be fucking We're already re- thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. Ross is going to, you've got to fucking put this in the story. Yeah. Okay. You've got to fucking put this in the story. Don't fucking, don't flake on it. Don't put that they're fucking nice guys. <laughs> put their fucking assholes. I'm going, all right, all right, easy, easy. So in the end, uh, Ross has managed to find some old magazines in his bag or something. And I'm literally like, there's nowhere mm. to sit. So I'm lying on the floor, you know, on my el- resting yeah. on my elbow reading some shit magazine. Ross is in the corner reading some other thing and it, it's 40 minutes later they're coming literally to the end of the show and suddenly the door opens and the tour manager comes in and he goes uh, right you guys ready to come see the show and, and I you said I'm, what the show that's just finished. that's just, just finishing and I went yeah. I don't think we're going to bother mate yeah and, and, and in America it's like, if I go to yeah. France I will try and speak a little French if I go wherever I will try and I don't want to be that bloke who ain't even giving yeah. it a so in America, I would... Put an uh, American accent. No, not an American accent, but I'd use the <laughs> vernacular. So I would say sidewalk and not pavement. Oh, that must have been amazing. Because, no, because I wanted to be understood. Yeah. But that's gone. So he goes, oh, you guys ready to see the show? I went, I don't fucking think so, mate. Yeah. I don't even know if he understands me, but he gets the vibe. And get, then Ross gives him that phrase. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like <laughs> and he goes, oh, okay. So he but, leaves. Yeah. He leaves. Closes the door. I'm like, okay. Me, we hear them come back from doing their show. They're in the room, and it's still like, Whoa, yeah, yeah right. wow, yeah. we kicked ass, yeah. whoa, yay, yay, party, you know. And they've got girls going in there, and we're still in this, we're going, What the fuck? And finally, finally, the door opens yeah. quick, and they all burst in. And me and Ross are just looking, and Brett goes to me, Hey, you want a beer? <laughs> I've been with you there three hours at this point. I went, I don't think so. Yeah. But, oh, come on in, man. Come on in. So I go in the dressing room and it's lush, you know. He goes, hey, yeah, help yourself. I went, I ain't hungry. I just oh. want to go home. Yeah. But then Ross still has to take pictures of them. And in the room we were in, it was where the showers were. Um, because Ross always took you into... Oh, yeah. Because he used to say the lighting was good. And that's what he said. That's what yeah. he said. Good, good yeah. excuse to get them to take their clothes yeah. off, usually. Um, so he does all his stuff and we fuck off. And he goes, you've got to promise me you're going to fucking nail them in the story, right? So I did. You did. You definitely did. Became one of the most famous Kerrang! stories. It did. It wasn't meant to be. I thought, I'll nail them. Might have even been a two-parter. I don't know. Who knows? (laughs) It was on the cover. I remember It was on the cover. The the headline was, nothing like a good time. And it... uh, This was in the... We should say this was in the era where uh, Kerrang! writers, you would put the surrounds of the story in. So, yeah. you know, if something, oh, I was on the, the story would always start on the plane over or something. Mine you know? would. Yeah. <laughs> but this was a, of a different order, yeah. of an entirely different order to that. Yeah. This started in the cupboard because... It, well, what, people be, were between, saying the, it wasn't but, yeah, the cupboard, no, no, but, but yeah. Be, be, between the experience at the Meadowlands and it being in the pages of Kerrang. 
it had become a cupboard. <laughs> it had, it yeah. It had become a cupboard, yeah. Well, that was 88, and here we are all these years later. Still, still sell poison lodger in the cupboard, yeah. And it had repercussions. It genuinely had repercussions. It did. It fucked them up in yeah. terms of... Uh, it, because in those days, no internet. Kerrang was the... The big it was the pl- it was it was yeah but also it's like like the, we spent the whole first part of the pod saying they were fun they were the guys who didn't give a shit about backstage passes they were the guys who if a couple of kids got backstage they're not going to have them thrown out they're going to give them a beer they were those kind of guys they, you know they really were from Pennsylvania yeah. which yeah. is not New York or LA yeah that's right yeah know. and also I've just remembered talking about it I had interviewed them the day before yeah. in New York yeah. Um, and it was the same as the first time I'd met them. We were just fucking best buds forever. And yeah. You might say they were falsely friendly. But in retrospect, I mean, thinking about it now, probably the band themselves had no idea until... Until Ricky came in and went, oh, look, the two guys from Kerrang! Yeah. better lock the fucking door. But then why did he do that? Well, he didn't. He got one of his slaves to come and do yeah. it, didn't he? Yeah. Do you know what? I, in all seriousness, I've spoken to many, many people since about this. Um, I remember Sharon Osbourne saying to me, I really laughed when I read that story. <laughs> it was funny. She goes, but that happens all the time. It happens all the time. No one ever really seems to know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. She said, uh, the band's record company should have had a PR with you. It's a major band, a major story with the major magazine mm. outside America, even in America at that point. There was no one there taking care of it. Yeah. So that's their fault. The guys in the band not taking it upon themselves to figure this out. She goes, that's all bands. Mm. They don't care. They have people to do that. Yeah. But they didn't have people. No, that's what, yeah. Well, they did, yeah. but, but um, I remember me and Ross turned up in a taxi from New York. It was like a fucking hour's drive. It cost a fortune. And we literally at the backstage all go, hello, <laughs> we've come about poison. And poison hadn't even arrived yet, you know. And then we're going, we're showing, uh, the, showing the pass yeah, and yeah, the David yeah. Roth people are going, yeah, I wouldn't even wipe my arse on that. Yeah, yeah. What are you, fucking male groupie? Yeah. Well, you probably were. Well, yeah. oh, yeah, I said, yeah. I'm here for nothing but a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, listen, yeah. Talk dirty to me. I said, you know what they say, Brett? Every rose has its thorn. Yeah, and you were about to find out. But because I was in L.A. so much in those days, the story comes out, and I'm still in L.A., and, of course, by this point, they all live in L.A. They're back. They're back in town. And uh, and the next time I see them, I'm with Slash. And at this point, guns are are exploding. And uh, it was kind of like, Brett is a smart guy. And um, and I could see him do the calculation. He said, we've just fucked off this guy who's now with this guy, the coolest rock star in the world at this point. Who's right or who's wrong doesn't matter. We fucking made a big mistake here. And bless his heart, he went out of his way. To, he goes to come to he goes, I don't know if I should talk to you. And I went, I don't know if I should fucking talk to you. <laughs> Because I'm the big I am at this point. Yeah, yeah, you're not bearing a grudge. No, God, no no. way. (laughs) Me? Mick Wall? (laughs) No way. Mick Wall? Go bad on you? (laughs) No way. You got the wrong guy. Yeah, the wrong dude, man. (laughs) You're bucking up the wrong. I think, 
Yeah, you're thinking <laughs> you're you're thinking of, you know, Dante Benuto or yeah, evil bastard Howard Johnson. Straighten your mic and get close. Oh, for I'm always God's telling sake. you. I'm always telling you. Go on. So, um, long story short, we did become pals again, and then the third oh, album was it Flesh and Blood. It was Flesh and Blood, and then grunge comes along, doesn't it? And fucks and CC leaves, and suddenly they get it's Richie like Cox and yeah, he was a great who, guitar player, yeah. but you don't need a great. It was like they, getting John Karabi in. You go, well, he's yeah, a great singer. Yeah, but you, who you gives a fuck? You don't need a great singer. Yeah, you had and then a, didn't wasn't something where one of them had an affair with one of the other's wives. Cotson had an affair with someone's wife or something. That's why that all went. That bad. rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the fact that the album bombed, obviously. <laughs> well, it's probably both, in fairness. But they went out on a high. Do you think with... they would have tolerated it if it was the biggest album in the world? Tolerated shagging the missus? Yeah. If there's any sense, yeah. Yeah, okay. You know. Yeah. Um, but they went out on a high with, and here's one you haven't mentioned yet, Unskinny Bub, 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 Bub. Oh, yeah, that was quite a good one, wasn't it? That was their last big hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then then cut forward, and you mentioned this the other day, uh, I I now do remember doing a story on them in about 2006 or something, and it had kind of come full circle because that was just about the start, and they were one of the very first bands to cash in on it, was the Nostalgia, Mm. which was, what, 15 to 20 years later it kicked in, yeah, and yeah. they were one of the first bands to go on one of those package mm. summer American. And I remember interviewing Brett while they were on it, and it was it was Poison, probably Faster Pussycat, yeah. and you know um, I can't think who else it would be, but someone of Extreme or someone like that, mm. some other band of the time. And they're there, and he's going, and I'm sort of thinking, I you know wonder what this is going to be like. And he's like, Matt, it's twenty thousand people yeah. every night. Yeah. And they are here for nothing but a good time. Absolutely. They're here to play the hits. We do, We all do, I think he said something like, we all do about like an hour or something, not even an hour. Yeah, proper stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, last summer before the pandemic <clears throat> ruined everything, um, there was a huge stadium tour booked across, like 60 shows or something. Yeah. Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison. Yes. And someone else. Yeah. See, that is gonna, that's going to clean that's up. A, that's a fucking that's gonna great That's going to clean night. up, yeah, yeah. I saw, two years before, I saw Def Leppard and Journey uh, do the same thing. Yeah. And they were doing, you know, 40,000 yeah. stadiums. that's the amazing thing. And, and it was it's a not, great night out. And it's not like it's $20 a ticket. It's sort of $100 a ticket. <laughs> and then you buy all the other yeah. stuff that you yeah. buy. But... No bullshit from our new album. This oh, is, no, no, no. This I mean, is Neil, Neil Shot of Journey said to me, goes, we do the Dirty Dozen. That's what they called them. <laughs> we do the Dirty Dozen, the 12 hits, and we fuck off. And yeah. everybody goes home happy. Yeah. Or or because or, they would, one night, I saw them two nights in at the Forum in LA. The first night, uh, Journey headlined, and the second night, Def Leppard did. But they both do the same set time yeah hour whatever yeah whatever it is. it is yeah and it's a great you see journey yeah. do their 12 big hits you go to the bar get sushi and a fucking latte or yeah. whatever the fuck it is you want you go back and here's Def Leppard yeah. doing their 12 hits yeah. you know yeah it's a fucking good it's night. a good yeah and um poison would again yeah they latched on very quickly to to the early bits of glam and they latched on to this very quickly and that have been one of the bands that have done that 
well, I don't know if they do it every year, but I think they do it most years, don't they? They go out and do And that. they're fun. Yeah. And this is what we want at this yeah. point. I mean, I'm a big fan of, of uh, Tool or, um, mm. you know, the, the serious shit. I am a big fan. Yeah. But... Stephen Wilson, he's your mate. I love... Now, now you're talking. Yeah, that's I a, love it. Yeah. That's a serious artist. Yeah. You know, you go and see a Stephen Wilson show, you do want to hear the new stuff. Yeah. It's very much part of the night out. But there's a real place for... Yeah, jukebox. Yeah, show. exactly. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. And you're kind of seeing them, and you know, they've just about, there's a lot of joking about Brett and his bandana and the hair and everything. But they're just about keeping it together still. Uh, do you know what? I don't think it even matters anymore. I mean, back in the uh, 80s when he first started wearing the bandana, same time Axel did, yeah. same reason. Yeah. Just to keep the sweat out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it, it was a thing. Remember in Kerrang, we used to do the thing, yeah. Syrup of the Week. Yeah, oh, yeah. Where we'd expose. And, <laughs> and it was endless. The amount of people we exposed. There, there was, as they say, no shortage of candidates. <laughs> and this is kind of the early days of the weave. These yeah. guys are wearing fucking wigs. Yeah. That's oh, yeah, it. yeah, because there was no... I mean, now you probably could go and get some oh, definitely. DNA alter, altered or something and your hair magically grows back. But back in the day... Don't you think want, I, don't think you I haven't to, thought about it. You wanted to cover it up. You had a hat or you had a wig. <laughs> or yeah. a bandana. Yeah, or a bandana, yeah. yeah. But or in Axel's ban- case, a bandana, a wig but, and a hat. But, but, <laughs> but Brett's bandana did go back a long way, as I remember. It went up and then kind of back, you know. Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah well, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's possibly it. I remember once um, uh, in about 1990 or something, talking to the photographer, Neil Slozauer, yeah. in L.A., yeah. and um, Neil used to talk, probably still does talk like <laughs> that because he's going a little deaf, so he's going a little bit louder. Yeah. You know, and you're going, fucking hell, you know. And um, <laughs> he was talking about he'd just been taking pictures of David Lee Roth. And he goes, I'm thinking, hey, Dave, you know, you're losing your fucking hair, man. I mean, get a fucking weave, get a wig, you know, do something. And as a joke, as a joke, I went, what is it, as bad as mine, Pulling my, pushing my long hair back? And he went, oh, no, not as bad as that. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you, Neil. Fuck you, I was Zosar. really shocked. Yeah. I was like. And upset. And upset. Like you were in the cupboard. <laughs> I, I said, never really I said, got over I'm it. I'm never talking to you again. I said, you said, how dare you? Yeah. How, how, d- d- how dare you? How dare you say that about my hair? <laughs> there was another time, same era. Same Because there comes a time, you know, especially if you've got long hair, okay, you're going a bit thin, but you don't think bald. That doesn't, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little thin. Yeah. I can fix that. Yeah. A bit of fucking shampoo yeah. and brushing. I'm at a Bonham show at the Palace Theatre in LA, which town and country in London, it holds about 1,000, 1,500, lots of bars, people standing up drinking and rocking. And um, it's packed. And I found a really good vantage point um, near the mixing desk. So I've got my drinks. I'm on my own. And I'm... Still still not, don't need that plus one. Still don't need that plus one, no. (laughs) You can have it's that. known throughout the business now. Mick it's Wall. the same now. Mick Wall doesn't it? It's the same now. Do you want to put plus it down? One? I go, oh, yeah, put it, yeah. Put it down for him. But he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't. No, I, I just he doesn't put it down. No. Don't, when you do the count, don't worry. Yeah, I don't even yeah. turn up myself half yeah. the time. So um, I'm watching Bonham. I've got this really good vantage point, and it's packed, and this happens to just be a really good vantage point. And I went to <laughs> get said, a drink. You've used the term vantage point. <laughs> 
about five times. And it's really, I don't think there's anything I've ever heard you say before pertaining to a gig or anything else. Well, because it was packed, and <laughs> right. I, I don't know if you've, you probably haven't noticed, but I'm, I'm not the tallest. Did man. you have your cowboy boots on or not? No. Probably. I still wasn't yeah. the tallest. Yeah. And uh, so I went to get a drink. I came back. Two girls had taken my spot. Had taken your vantage point. Had taken my, <laughs> taken advantage of my vantage yeah. point. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, fuck that. Yeah. Oh, I'd been interviewing Jason that afternoon. <laughs> yeah. I, we must have had about ten pints each. <laughs> this is before he even went on stage. He was an avuncular figure, Jason Bottom, wasn't he? Fucking great, great guy. Very, very good, good guy. Fun. Yeah. And um, and a great musician. And um, uh. So I'm like, you know, I'm not in, I'm not in my strictest mental health, and uh, I'm like these fucking girls, you know. So I kind of, kind of did that easing in front of them. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Like I like I'm not noticing that I'm yeah. now barring their view. Yeah, yeah. I've got a pint in each hand. You know, oh, see Jason. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm my nudging over, nudging He's my over. Friend. Nudging. One of these girls goes, "Hey, asshole!" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh yes, madam." <laughs> <laughs> You're in my fucking way. I'm like, well, actually, this was my spot. Yeah. And then I went to get a drink. She goes, You're receding. I just start nudging away again. Yeah, I'm yeah. now going to fade into obscurity. Yeah. It was the, the, the perfectly timed yeah. insult. Yeah. Just struck right at the core of your. Because it got being. me ahead of the curve. Yeah. I did not. I thought you hadn't yet admitted to yourself <laughs> that you were receding. Well, I didn't even know I was until some very attractive young woman goes to to, to the ultimate to, foot to get you out the way. Hey, asshole! I'm like, <laughs> my name was Hey you, asshole. You, you, you turned around. Yeah, that's my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got me. Yeah. You're in my fucking way. So actually, you're in my way. Yeah. You're receding. <laughs> it was like, oh. yeah. so I literally just. Off you went. Yeah. Went to the dressing room. The and asshole said, left. I said, Jason, you know what they said, Jason? Yeah. I didn't And, and that, he said where you are. Anyway, back to Poison. Yes. I interviewed Brett, you're talking about the classic rock era. Issue three or something of classic rock, 1999. And I discover Poison have begun, CC is back and they've started doing shows. And I get an interview with him, and it was fantastic. It really was like catching up with an old bro. Yeah. We were never, you know, you're never really friends, but we were both of us on the other side of the rainbow, you know, yeah, because yeah. my career had taken a dump in the 90s <laughs> as well, you know, when I went to work for you, John. Yeah, yeah That yeah, was the end of the my end of the fucking line. career. And on your first day, I said to you, hey, man, you're receding. <laughs> Not just your hair either, you're fucking writing. You're fucking So career, get at the mate. back. Get Every, the back. Everything That's about where you your desk receding. is. Yeah. You, man. Yeah. See, your problem is your receding. You're receding. Yeah, that's your problem. <laughs> so we're having this great chat and... Um, Are you both thinking who's going to mention it first? <laughs> so, um, no, it was... And it, and it was... It, it made me very nostalgic, not nostalgic necessarily, but it made me revisit those times in my right. mind. Because in the day, you really were one day to the next, a new thing, a new band, a new story, whatever it was. Um, and I suddenly really did miss the days of Poison being just the funnest, yeah. greatest group. And um, 
And so not doing research for this, but just something else I'm working on. I found your story from 2006. I thought it was brilliant. Wow, well, thank you, yes. Um, and then I dug up some videos and stuff. I said, oh, fuck me. Man. We, we, had, we had no idea how lucky we were. Yeah. To have a group like that. I wish someone else would come along like yeah, that just, right now. Yeah, just like flat out fun. I think they were ahead of their curve. Yeah. I mean, Guns N' Roses were kind of... I love Guns N' Roses, okay? But they were kind of retro in a way. They were kind yeah. of like, we sh really, we're from the 70s. And that's what made them very appealing originally in the late 80s. But Poison were from the future. Yeah, they were. And they, you know, and it was interesting that... They were influential in a way, you know, in a way that at the time everyone wanted to look like them because they looked amazing. Yeah. But you also got those, the band that popped into my head right away. I'm obviously Tiger Tails over here yeah. who were like a sort of British boys, tattooed love boys. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. kind of guys, you know, they just, because Poison hit this very sweet spot and these other people like wanted to be, but they, it showed it, it wasn't as easy as it looked. Well, none of them came up with talk no. dirty. No, that's them. right. And you think all these things, you think these songs are throwaway yeah. and, 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 you know, quite dumb in their way, but actually... They're immortal. Actually, it's hard to do that. Mm. You think it, yeah. Do you know, for a few years after that period, I, um, I used to have Phil Spector's Christmas album and me and the chick... My yeah. shack job yeah. in those days. Um, every no children. We're not married. We just you know yeah. live together. Yeah, yeah, until we don't. Yeah, and then we do, and then we don't. You know. So, but yeah. every Christmas day, I remember it. Yeah. We used to start in the morning with champagne, put on Phil Spector's Christmas album, and it got replaced by the first Poison album because <laughs> it was just so yeah. fun and festive and undeniable you didn't argue with i won't forget you or i want action yeah or talk dirty to me um or any of they were just fucking great yeah amen brother yeah get out the sex tape john <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode be sure to leave us a review share it with a friend or plain old subscribe wherever you listen to it to get you some conversation online follow us on twitter at Getcha Pod. Until next time. This has been a No Filter Media production. Say what you want.